When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, a juggernaut arrives in Amelie. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 20 of the Bolts broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Croshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this beautiful Sunday evening? I'm doing all right. Um, you know, overall, a solid day. You know, some bad, some annoying things happen in the morning, but then some better things happen in the afternoon. And now we're recording. So at least today's day's improving. But I, I, I got a question for you, Mike. Oh, boy. Why did you say juggernaut like that? What do you mean? You're like juggernaut. It was like weird. I I think I just said juggernaut. Nah, this, you're 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 saying it. You're not saying it like a Midwestern boy. You're going not. You gotta say not. We're Midwestern. It's not juggernaut. It's juggernaut. There's an AU. It doesn't matter. We're we're literally from Michigan. You, you're, we're not from anywhere else. You you can't say it properly. I'm not from Minnesota. Do, do we say crayon? No, we say crayon. Cause it's pronounced crayon. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Yes, it is. No, it's not. I think everyone knows that. Everyone listening right now pronounces it juggernaut and cran and I, pop. I, I don't think so. Everyone says that exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think so. They, they, everyone just walked around saying juggernaut and cran. That's what they say. <laughs> what was that? I'm just, I'm, like, just juggernaut. Saying you're I'm not saying juggernaut. Juggernaut and cran. <laughs> Oh boy, Chase, you are a silly guy. Um, thanks for asking how my day was. It's uh, it's been interesting. Um, I got a lot done early on. Shower, laundry, stuff around the house. Um, went. I mean, it's not necessarily grocery shopping, but we had like a friends giving with some coworkers today, so I had to go to the old store pick up some soda pop because. That's what I said I'd bring. I was there for like two and a half hours. It was pretty chill. The food was actually surprisingly good. I mean, you think about 21 to 25-year-olds all having to make their own stuff, like turkey, stuffing, mac and cheese, um, corn casserole, which I've never heard of until I've come down here, and it's actually pretty solid. Like, all the food, pretty good. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear you, you enjoyed yourself because... I don't know what corn casserole is, but it does not sound appetizing. I'm not going to lie. It's almost like a softer. So it tastes like cornbread, but it's like a softer casserole type texture, not like a bread texture. And it's like more moist than, oh, I know people hate that word. Oh boy. I might be getting in trouble, but Gosh, uh, I love the word. Yeah. It's, it's all right. Interesting. Yeah. Anyways, for today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going to be 
talking about the hockey news and what they said about two of the Tampa Bay Lightning players. little game review preview. Um, a big game coming up tonight if you are listening on release. We'll be talking about that after the commercial break. Some milestones in the league. Talk about two young kids in the CHL and how they're off to a hot start and talk about some other stuff. But it's going to be a good episode, Chase. We'll first start by talking uh, the positive news when it comes to football because there's not been many times in the last couple of years where the Lions and the Bengals have won the same day. Today was one of those days. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, see, uh, the, the, we'll start with the Lions and Giants game. The Giants have to be the most like fraudulent 7-2 team I've ever seen because Daniel Jones is just horrible. He's bad. I, like, like it, it, it looked horrible today. Not as bad as Zach Wilson, but horrible. Um, and like I, I just, I just, I knew the Lions were gonna win this game. It just, this felt like a lock. But I think I, I don't. I, did I lock the Lions this week? I don't know. I don't pull it up real quick. Pretty sure, pretty sure I did. But nonetheless, um, oh, <laughs> I did. Let's go, baby. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was it was a good one. And they actually looked like a real football team all the way through. There's a lot of moments where it's like, Oh, okay. What the hell is that? Um, and for the most part of them, you know, kind of Jared Goff being Jared Goff, they looked like a pretty real football team. So that was exciting to see. And then your Bengals, uh, it, it, they kept it a, a little close, but kind of run away with a little bit there at the end. Samaji Pirine just thinks he's Jamal Williams wants to get three touchdowns in a game, it, but good win. Nonetheless, both our teams. Uh, I was very annoyed with the Bengals because for some reason they, Love making terrible quarterbacks look good. So Kenny Pickett had his best game of his young career, and that was annoying. George Pickens um, decided that he was going to be a little reckless out there towards the end of the game. He gets ejected. Not sure if anything's going to come of it like in the future, if he's going to get suspended or not. I mean, it was not like a terrible penalty, like, he went in after Boyd was already down, led with the helmet, but it wasn't a super big shot or anything. Boyd was completely fine. So, not sure if there will be any discipline afterwards, but that's been the big gripe with Pickens. Is he's a great player, hasn't really been able to stay composed. But uh, with your Lions, that's three in a row. And they're they're looking pretty solid. They're currently four and six, second in the NFC North. They've got the Bills at home next uh or on Thanksgiving. They're gonna be hosting the Bills. Yeah, Bills could just stay in town since, since they played at, at Detroit this week. Um so it, it'll, it'll be nice nice and easy for them. Hopefully Lions pull out a dub. As always, I will be in attendance for the Thanksgiving game. I haven't seen them win at home in Thanksgiving and I couldn't even tell you how long. Because like the last time they did, um I'm pretty sure they won in twenty twenty, the COVID year where I couldn't go to the game. Mm-hmm. Um but I, it's been a while, I feel like, since the last one. So hopefully they can pull out a win this time. Seems a little a little bit of a stretch, though. Yeah, Bills have been pretty good. All right, well, let's talk about the hockey news as they are very happy with the performances of Andre Vasilevsky and Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, so they do like a, a weekly there, there's three stars of the week thing. And they're, they're released, I don't know, three hours ago of us recording. And Sidney Crosby was a number three, but number two it was Vasilevsky. Number one is Kita Kucherov. Uh, it was it was a very good week for Vasilevsky, going three zero, a one nine seven goals against, nine thirty six save percentage. Uh, obviously, we all know how talented he is, so it's not much of a surprise that he can have that stretch like that. 
really at any given point throughout the year. So it's, it's good to see him, you know, start to get back on track. And then Nikita Kucherov, um, he had six assists and eight points in four games this week. Uh, looked very strong. He was averaging 25 minutes of ice time. That's what it looks like it says. Or what? Why did I say, why did I say Nikita Kucherov? I don't know why the hell I just said that. Mikhail Sergachev is who it was. Um, but nonetheless, um, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't even know how that happened. I, I woke up like 20 minutes before we, 30 minutes before we started recording. I think I'm still kind of asleep. Nice. But nonetheless, n- n- nonetheless, um, Mikhail Sergachev had six assists and eight points um, in four games. Was well, is their first star of the week? Had averaged 25 minutes time on ice. Is playing really well. It, it's just good to see because uh, he, he's a young defenseman. We, we you know made that trade for him a couple of years ago, and he's always showed very good signs. You know, maybe never taken the full step, but he's seeming to play better and better. And maybe he's becoming that true top pair defenseman. And Vassy started slow. We talked about it just a couple episodes ago. When is Vasilevsky going to take that turn? When is he going to show yet again he is one of the best goalies in the league? Uh, we talked about how he has the talent. He hasn't put it together yet. Well, it happened immediately right after we talked about that. So good to see him there. Good to see Sergey there as well. Great performances out of the guys in the past couple of games. Let's talk about those past couple of games. We've got two to go over. First being against Calgary. This was a 4-1 to one victory. And shots, not in our favor whatsoever, but when we had the opportunities, we capitalized. Not going to lie, when you said shots that you're asking for us to do shots, I was like, yeah, let's do it. But, okay. Uh, no. It, 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 again, it, like I talked about it for years. Tampa plays a very efficient game, and they don't need to to pepper the net 100 times in order to put the, put up the goals. It, just 24 shots, perfect, all you need. It, it's it, it was a very strong game. As we talked about, Mikhail Sergachev, he, he had a nice a nice game. Uh, two assists in this one. Ended up being one of the stars of the game. Fasilevsky played really well. 40 shots, uh, you know, only letting one goal. Nice, A nice good team effort. This is what we're accustomed to seeing over the last few years. So it was good to see him have this kind of game, have this week, get back on track. Absolutely. And then our next game was against the Nashville Predators. This one went the distance with the captain putting us on top. Yeah, um, I'm sorry, switching games. My phone's going slow. Apologize for that. But yeah, another another good game uh, on the road in this one after after a little bit of, of the home stand this week and played well. I mean, this is one of the games where we outshot our opponent and ended up working out in our favor. It was good to see, you know, a little bit of, of a comeback game. Uh, I ended up being down twice in this game and then pulled it out for the win. Um, Stamkos played well again, as you mentioned. Uh, Search have another solid game, and it's good to see Ian Cole. Uh, start, starting to step up. We, had, you know, all this stuff happened earlier in the year, but he was cleared of it. So for now, you know, we got to take that as it is. And he's he's playing, you know, a solid role for us this year. He stepped up a bit offensively, had an assist in this game. So yet again, another just all around solid win. It's good to see us rolling. Yeah, and I'm not shocked that you interchange Sergey and Nikita Kucherov because he's been playing real hot as well as of recent. Three points in this game. You love to see that out of. I would say the best offensive player on the team. Yeah, oh, oh for for sure, hundred percent. All right, Chase. Monday night, we've got a big one. The Boston Bruins are showing up to Emily Arena, and well, they have been hot, hot, hot. They are currently sixteen and two on a six-game win streak, nine and one, of course, in their last ten. They're the number one team in the NHL as of right now. Can we knock them off? They're terrible. They're losing. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I, I think, I think it'll be a, a solid game. This is one that it, it, it it's going to be tough. I, I think Tampa can come out with a win here, but we're, we're on a bit of streak ourselves and Boston's playing so well that I, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they continue their, their streak, but it, it'll be a fun game. Uh, very, very exciting game. So, you know, strap in. I'm really hoping that it just comes down to the goaltending, and if that's the case, I'm taking Vasilevsky 10 times out of 10. I mean, Linus Olmark playing unreal, 12-1, and one, a 1.89 goals against, a 9.37 save percentage. The guy's been phenomenal this year, but when you just yeah. look at the goalies' resumes over their whole careers, like, it's not close. Andre Vasilevsky's the better goalie. 100% he is, and they, they had to come down to earth at some point, um, I, I, you know, what, when's, when's that going to be? I don't know. It'd be cool if it starts happening in this game. Cause they're not going to go, you know, like 76 and six this year. Like the, the bubble's going to burst and they're going to go through a bit of a stretch, uh, where the, where things just kind of don't go the way it happens all the time. So it'd, it'd be cool if we can start it off here, or even if it doesn't start off here, at least just, just get a win and keep us rolling. Yeah. And say things don't happen, say things don't work out in this game against Boston, the one thing we can look forward to is watch the tape. We've got Boston again eight days later. So we've got some pretty tight matchups with Boston when it comes to scheduling. So if this one doesn't work out, we might still be able to rebound and eight days later, you know, after watching the film, see what they do best, come back and take the win or even better, just win both. Sir, I, I like that. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to be talking about some milestones from around the league. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at the DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. If you have any sports betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Speaking of the DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, as you guys know, Chase, big fan of the old sports gambling. However, Mike, not necessarily uh, the sports gambler himself. Like, love the idea of it. Never really wanted to put my money on the line. You know, I'm kind of frugal like that. The casino was never really my thing either. Don't really want to put my money out there on the line. Well, I made my first two bets ever today on the DraftKings Sportsbook. And, uh, well, one of them didn't pan out. Yeah, tough tough bounce for you for sure. But at at least your other one that that you have, it, it sounds like and seems like it should be a pretty safe lock. You know, there was a, a future Heisman bet. I don't know why CJ Stroud's still the betting favorite. It, it's really strange because Caleb Williams has just been the best quarterback in the nation this year. I don't think it's much of a debate. So I, I like that bet. I placed the same one as well today. Um, so at least you should be able to get your money back there. Yeah, and I'm just questioning, whatever happened to beginner's luck? I mean, people say it all the time. I know you talk about it quite a bit. 
I went to the casino one time and one time only, lost 300 bucks, and now my first bet, I guess it's my second bet, but the first bet to actually play out, uh, it fails immediately. It was a three-leg parlay. The first parlay, or the first leg, just dropped immediately. Yeah, that's definitely tough. Um, you know, but my, my, my Vegas, or not, not just Vegas, my, my casino experiences, let's split up into two. First, um, you know, going to, to the casino here, uh, first time, you know, profited 37 bucks. So not some big win, but good day. My first time in Vegas, you know, that, that, that was Vegas beginner's luck. I ended up making 700 bucks. So I, I know I experienced a lot of beginner's luck and then it usually just goes down the shitter from there. Um, you know, kind, kind of like today, just, I, I had, I think six parlays today and every single one was busted due to one. So it, it's always a tough blow, but it definitely does suck for you that you can can pull off that first one. Yeah, I hate beginner's luck, but hey, maybe you guys will have some beginner's luck if you head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook and use THPN, our code. But Chase, let's talk about some milestones. Malkin, a thousand games. Yeah, not bad, eh? Uh, he, he's been a decent little player in this league. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him or not, but he, he's had some success. And it was only a matter of time before he, before he hit this milestone, you know, hats off to Evgeny, super talented player. Um, it's cool to see him still, still playing at, at a, at a, you know, decently high level. Not a top 100 player though. That that's, uh, you know, Jonathan Tays and maybe yeah, Jonathan Tays, Duncan Keith, not Evgeny Malkin. He's not very good. And then Phil Kessel, he gets a thousand consecutive. This is a guy we've talked about. Uh, just a couple episodes ago, how we were just hoping for his Iron Man streak to stay alive until he hit that a thousand mark. Luckily, he did. Yeah, and we for sure wanted to go longer, but we wanted him to hit, at least hit a thousand because it's super cool, and it, he did it. So you know, more more power to him. It, it's awesome just to see Phil Castle just defying the laws of, of athletics, and I I really hope that he can continue on the stretch and. We'll see where he goes. Maybe maybe he can get to 1,100, 1,200. Yeah, and it's wild. The guy that everyone has called out for being maybe not in the best shape, calling out the guy who loves to eat hot dogs. I mean, can you blame him? You know, what a great food. What a great barbecue food during the summer especially. But he's getting called out for all this crap, and he's the one that hits 1,000 consecutive games, able to stay healthy, able to stay fit enough to be out there on the ice non-stop. You love to see it. 100%. All right, let's now talk about some hot starts with Connor Bedard and Michael Misa. You guys know Connor Bedard. We've talked about him a couple of times already. The presumed number one overall pick of this upcoming draft. He has been fantastic, to say the least. Yeah, I mean, the kid just lights it up. That's all he does. Um, I don't I don't know if, if they played today or not. I, I, I didn't check, but I know at least as of yesterday, he didn't score a point in his first game of the year, and he scored a point every single game since. 21-game point streak, 19 goals, 47 points, just dominating the dub. Um, cool stat out of the dub is that right now there is like a, a two-way tie for six in scoring. So between the top, I guess it's techno, technically seven players, there's five draft-eligible guys. So it's it's been a really good year for that birth year. It, it's very talented. It's been, been good out of the dub. Kind of regards, kind of leading that pack. Absolutely. And then Michael Misa, the 15 year old that currently resides in Saginaw, he's having himself a hell of a start to his career. 
Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I'm, I'm a bit surprised. Um, when when I heard he got the exceptional status, and I kind of saw his numbers from the previous year, I didn't really get to see him play or, or anything. It's like, yeah, you know, those are great numbers, but it didn't seem, you know, absolutely world breaking. Uh, I thought he was, you know, he, he was on track to have a solid year, may, maybe be a forty point guy, but I mean, he he just going sickle mode on, on the league. Twelve goals, seven assists, nineteen points already, only through fifteen games on a Sagamore team that finished in last place last year. It, 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 it's nothing short of, of impressive and remarkable. This, this kid looks awesome. You know, I, I don't think he's quite on that McDavid Crosby level still. Um, if, if he continues to score and only gets better and better, then maybe you can start making the argument. You know, he's not even maybe a Connor Bedard level, but he's definitely showing that he's 1,000% worth that exceptional status, and he's on track to be another first overall pick. Yeah, really fantastic. Excited to see him continue to play and you know, being so young, he's got that time to continue to grow down in the OHL with Saginaw Spirit as long as, um, you know, he doesn't get traded or that. But, Chase, let's now talk about an, a scary incident that happened over in Russia. Um, Hockey News Hub on Twitter posted the video. A league in Russia, a player just two-hand chops one of the refs in the head, kicks him while he's down. And I feel like anytime we get some of these scary incidents when it's involving players attacking refs, it always seems to be coming out of Russia. Yeah, it happens quite a bit over there. It's or not like quite a bit, you know, comparatively to where else it happens, it happens over there more, it seems like. And it's really it's really disappointing because as, you know, and infuriating as, as officials can be sometimes they're an essential part of the game. They do their best to try to help moderate the game. You know, they don't always make the right calls. They miss things. But at the end of the day, you can't really safely play a hockey game. You can't safely play a football game. You can't safely do anything without them. So to see this kind of stuff happen, it, it just, it, it pushes them away from wanting to do this. You know, this guy, who knows if he refs ever again, maybe he's like, yeah, that was the last straw. I'm done. And that's just a, another ref short and less and less people are signing up to do that job. So it, it sucks to see. I, I hope we don't really see anything like this ever again. Yeah, and like you said, less and less people signing up to do that job. I told you that I would have zero interest whatsoever in going over there and doing something similar. So uh, with that thinking and just the fact that the abundance of people not you know, going for refereeing positions, like – it's going to continue to get more scarce, so or scarce, excuse me. So it's um, trying to do sparse or scarce. Couldn't figure out which one you wanted. Yeah, I think so, and it just didn't work. But is it, or is that how how you just say that word? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I say no- I say scarce and sparse. That's stupid. <laughs> All right, well, finally, let's do a little league check-in. We talked about the Bruins and how they're on top. They've been one of the hottest teams in the league, but. Why don't we talk about the actual hottest team in the league right now as the New Jersey Devils extend their win streak to 12 games led by the young stud Jack Hughes. I mean, this team is firing on all cylinders right now. What a thunk it, honestly. I, it's it's really surprising. I, I really love Jack Hughes. I really like a, yeah, a lot of the young pieces on that team. I, I'm an Nico Hayshier fan. Jasper Broad is the best player in the NHL. It's, it's really a, a super talented team, but... Also, at the same time, I feel like it was just talent that still needed to get over the hump. Well, clearly they've gotten over the hump. I, I mean, they're rolling right now. Again, that bubble's got to burst, burst eventually. I really don't know when that's going to be, but 
it's it's gonna happen for now just to admire what they're doing because it's super impressive it's it's cool to see and i'm gonna continue rooting for them you know as much as i can root for an eastern conference team yeah i think the one crazy thing is new jersey starting off owen two and chance of fire lindy ruff going throughout the stadium or throughout the rink and now look where they're at 15 and one since that point currently on a 12 game win streak i mean they are firing. When we go to the Western Conference, though, we have another team that is similarly doing very well, like the Bruins and the Devils. Now, not quite at the pace they are, but the Vegas Golden Knights doing pretty well and being led by Jack Eichel, who is over a point per game right now. And it's nice to see Jack Eichel back, being the face of a franchise, and really playing exceptional hockey. Another thing, like who who would have thunk it when it comes to the, the the Vegas Golden Knights? I know I had them a bit lower this year. I thought this is going to be one of their lower seasons that they've had, maybe their lowest. But Jack Eichel, Logan Thompson, they kind of said, "Nah, nah, we rolling." And of course, you got Shea Theodore, Pet, or Alex Petrangelo on the back end too. Those guys are big pieces, and the, the team's just playing really well. Do you know the goaltending is really helping Jack Eichel? Creating the team is great, but they're do, they're they're doing solid with their supplemental pieces. So. It, it's fun to see it. You know, it, it was cool seeing Vegas come and go on their run and they've, they've always kind of had a soft spot in a lot of teams hearts until they got super toxic on social media and then people started hating them, but they're, they're, they're still rolling and it, it, it is at least somewhat cool to see for sure. And outside of the three teams we've already talked about chase, any shockers to you when it comes to maybe a, a team you expected to be doing better currently sitting in the pooper or maybe a team that surprised you up to this point. Oh, it's the Seattle Kraken. I don't. I don't know how they have ten wins already. I, I look at that roster and I was like, yeah, they got better, but I don't think they're like better. Better. The goaltending's still atrocious. They're playing Shane Wright three seconds a game. Like I, I don't. I don't understand how this team is doing as well as they are. Um, but, but they are. And that actually reminds me of something we didn't put in the sheet. Shane Wright was sent down to the Coachella Valley Firebirds. So there's a rule where between the CHL and the NHL, if if you're playing for a CHL team and you're drafted out of the CHL. You're supposed to be be going back to the league if you get sent down. But if you don't play, like if you're on an initial roster and you go without playing for five consecutive games, then you can be sent down to the American League on a conditioning stint. So he was sent down for that. I believe it's two weeks long. He'll, he'll get some games in. I'm assuming he'll play some pretty large minutes. And hopefully he can come up with a confidence boost and play some games or they send him back to the OHL. But he just can't keep sitting. Nonetheless, Seattle has played very well this year, and it's kind of shocking. Yeah, I was going to ask, at that point, after those two weeks, can they send him just directly back down to the CHL if they want to? I think he has to get called up to the NHL first like as a paper transaction type move, and then he can go from there. Okay. I could be wrong. I It's, it's a unique circumstance because you don't see this super often, so I don't know 100%. Gotcha. Um, Detroit's doing well, but I think if there's one team that's a little bit shocking to me, it'd be the Washington Capitals. I mean, earlier on, we looked at power rankings. I said, I'm not sure if the, the Caps and the Penguins should be as high as they are, but at the same time, I didn't think the Capitals would be sitting seventh in the Metropolitan, even under the Philadelphia Flyers. So, uh, the Caps kind of shocking me there. Ovi, I mean, fantastic player, still hoping he breaks Gretzky's goal mark, but as of right now, the team is struggling. And, you know, he, he's doing all he can, man. Like, he, he's he's still playing solid hockey. It's not like he's just, you know, been irrelevant this year. But it, it's just, it, it's tougher for him, for sure, without Nicholas Backstrom. And, you know, not having Nick Backstrom, someone he's played with a lot of years, it changes things up. You're receiving passes from different players, you know, because that's still a very talented player. But 
he still plays a bit different than Backstrom, and it, it changes the way Ovi plays a little bit. But I really hope he does, you know, at least continue scoring. If the Capitals keep losing, whatever, it just makes it an easier bid for the Lightning to get into the playoffs. But, you know, nine goals for 20 games is still a solid pace, and I got to imagine there's going to be a couple games where, you know, he rips two or three, maybe even four goals, and that'll kind of help him out going forward. Yeah, and finally, Chase, let's go over to our points, our league leaders, Talk about some of these guys here. No surprise, the two Oilers being at the top. Yeah, I would say that they're at least average hockey players. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, I don't know about that. So I saw a stat where Nugent Hopkins has only played with McDavid and Dreisaitl at 5-on-5 five five this year. And he only has like three 5-on-5 five five points. Oh. Like, get these guys some help. I want to. I want to see what they do if they had... Like a, a Jason Robertson would be a perfect player to play with Connor McDavid. Guy just scores at will. A super talented player. I I would call him a top ten player in the league right now. If you if you compare a guy like that with Connor McDavid, I think they might score two and a half points per game. I I I, I think they end up first place team in the league. It'd be so much fun to watch. But instead, he's playing with Nuge, who's not scoring. He's playing with Pooley who's not scoring. Like it, it's it's so frustrating to see him put up thirty four points in eighteen games with literally zero support. Yeah, and you're not the only one who's frustrated. I was talking to our buddy John Dowell, and he was telling me he just can't wait for the day that Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl break up. Uh, he was saying he wants to see Leon Dreisaitl go elsewhere. Um, and, you know, will that day happen? I hope so. But, I mean, the same conversation was had with Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin. Everyone was like, Evgeny Malkin is this absolute stud. I don't know why he's a second-line center. He should be a first on someone else's team. Kind of the same thought with Leon Dreisaitl. What do you think, Chase? You think that these two break up? I I really don't know, man. It, it's, it's so hard to predict because they're going to continue to get offered big contracts by the Oilers you know, once these ones run up. So it, it really could go either way. I think, you know, I think it's it's a perfect example. We've talked about it many times, the McDavid-Dreisaitl compared to Crosby and Malkin. You know, we saw that year that uh, Crosby really missed most of the season and Evgeny Malkin ended up leading the league in points. Like, he, he's just dominated. And it could be the same type of thing for Dreisaitl if, if he were on this team, even with the little support he has. So if he goes somewhere else, you know, even like even even just like a, like a Columbus type team, for example, where like he could have Johnny Gaudreau, he could still have Patrick Linek. He he has enough pieces around him to support him. I think we could see him go on an absolute tear. So it would be interesting to see them split up. Um, I if you're not going to get them, you know, supplemental help and 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 secondary scoring and and just competent teammates to play with them, then yeah, I'd much rather see them go elsewhere. And let's round out our top five players when it comes to points, all tied for a third place. David Pasternak, our own Nikita Kucherov, and Eric Carlson, Carlson all with 28 points. Not a speak for you. And Eric Carlson, he had 24 through 18. So that just means he put up another four in his last two games. Yeah, dude, he's he's gross. I, I'm really excited for um, the the retained salary trade and the random just cap growth for him to come to the Tampa Lightning this year. It's gonna be super fun. Oh. But uh, just imagine that that'd be that'd be so gross. Fantastic. It, Eleven goals already on the year, dude. Just unreal. But Eric Carlson is awesome. He's playing great. You know, the other two players you obviously mentioned, David Pasternak, is really helping the Boston Bruins, and our own Nikita Kucherov is just fantastic easily top 10 player in the league as well could probably argue top five and i I probably would like the stuff he can do it's just incredible just think a second round pick 
plays the way he does. It's super fun. Um, I, I, you know, I really hope he can continue at this pace. It's going to help us win hockey games and, you know, maybe even put him in position to kind of be in that Art Ross Hart Trophy kind of race. Yeah, and I was talking uh, when we went over New Jersey, I said being led by Jack Hughes because that's what I would expect. Jack Hughes having a great season thus far, 19 points through 18 games, but currently third on his team in scoring. Nico, he share 17 games, 19 points. But the real one, Jesper brought 18 games, 22 points. This is a guy who's been constantly underrated and yet again showing why he has just such a talented scoring prowess. I said it when talking about the team. Jesper brought is the best player in the NHL. Um, it, there, there's, a, there's a decent following on Twitter for the Devils, and there's this guy, the Brat Pack, uh, on Twitter. He he came up with with um just just like a little slogan J B I T B P I T N H L I think is what it is it, it's it's a, it's a mouthful but it stands for just for the best player in the NHL and he's got a decent decent fan base because of it and I don't know if you saw this or not or if anybody else saw this I think it was last Sunday there was a game in, in New Jersey and it, like he got a bunch of his fans and supporters all to go to the game. They were able to go on the ice, take a picture after the game. And sure enough, Jesper Brock comes out there, takes a picture with them. Uh, pr- pretty cool to see. And it really is impressive what this kid is doing. A six round pick. No one thought that he was going to make the jump that he did to the NHL. And he had a hell of a start to his rookie year, slowed down a little bit, but he's just been rolling every year, just getting better and better every single year. It's just, I, I love these types of stories. Yeah. He looks absolutely fantastic. And, Chase, finally here, I wanted to look over at the rookie scoring. Matty Benier is currently leading the rookies with 11 points through 18 games. Nice to see him up there. I think a lot of people thought he would be one of those top guys with Matias Maselli and Shane Pinto following him. Um, Jake Sanderson, the top defenseman right now in points with 9 through 17 games. So all of these guys playing pretty well. Yeah, Jake Sanderson, um, I, I talked about it kind of at the time. I, I was a bit surprised by the pick. You know, I thought he could be a, a solid NHLer, but never expected him to kind of do what what, it, what he's been doing. But, man, he, he has looked really strong. But as, as you mentioned, I, I I kind of thought that Manny Beniers would be scoring a little more. And I, he was my favorite to win Rookie of the Year this year. I thought he'd be scoring at, at a little bit better of a rate. But 11 points through 18 games in, in the best league in the in the world, it's, it's still impressive. But Matias Michelli is a pretty cool story. Um, not some significantly hyped up prospect, but the second he was drafted, he started doing really well over in the Finnish league, came over to North America, showed some really good signs, had some ups and downs, but has played really well for the Coyotes so far. A team that's pretty talentless, I guess, for lack of a better term. Ouch. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, been, he's been one one of the one of the good bright spots, and it, it's, it's fun to watch. Absolutely. All right, Chase, well, that's going to do it. We're going to go to a quick... Not a quick commercial break. We're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day. There we go. And this one is Darian Craighead. Darian Craighead. Silly goose. No. Darian Craighead. So Darian Craighead, he is a forward from Surrey, BC, 25 years old, who is currently playing over in Denmark uh, for the Manglerud team, you know, whatever that means. I don't know, but 25 points for 21 games, 10 goals, 15 assists. So that's a solid player. Ended up playing at Northern Michigan for four years, came onto the BCHL, played a couple seasons in the coast. Yeah, it's definitely a talented player. And he put up some good numbers at Eastern Michigan um, as a freshman, 25, as a sophomore, 33, as a junior, 20, as a senior, 31. Um, it's, it's not a super like historically talented program. They've had some good years, 
and they, they can produce a, you know, some decent pro talent, usually not NHLers. So his path isn't super surprising, but you know, if he keeps scoring better, you know, like the, how he is in the Norwegian league, I got to imagine he kind of gets some, some promotions throughout Europe, plays in a couple better leagues. Who knows? Maybe we see him in a top league like the SHL sometime soon. Chase, don't you know you're from the Midwest? It's Craig, not Craig. Well, names are, you got to pronounce names correct. And you got to pronounce words correct too, actually. That's why it's Juggernaut and Cran. Yeah, Juggernaut. Juggernaut and OT. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm requesting for a legal change of the spelling. All right, you do that for me. All right, sounds and then, good. And then I'll say it your way. All right, cool. I can't wait to win this battle. All right, perfect. All right, well, that's going to do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen. Chase, if you would, hit him with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all our podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send your questions, comments, concerns. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>